Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the I'm Just Saying Podcast. This is your host, Jared Dawkins here. I hope all of you out there are continuing to stay safe. I hope all of you out there, regardless of whether you are vaccinated or not, I hope all of you are continuing to wear your mask and socially distance yourselves. We are all still in the middle of a pandemic. This pandemic is not over. I just hope all I just hope all of you out there continue to be smart and be safe and don't be stupid. But with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, as we all know, it's Thursday, you know, uh, and you know what that means. It's Thursday night football. Mac Jones and the New England Patriots are heading to Atlanta to take on Matt Ryan and the Falcons. But I want to backtrack for a second. I want to go back to week 10 of the NFL season this past, this past Sunday. And I want to talk about one team specifically that was hailed as a Super Bowl contender this year. All of the talent in the world that they have on their roster, they were hailed as a Super Bowl contender by so-called experts. I hate that damn word, experts and pundits to be a big favorite or one of the big favorites in the AFC, and that's the Cleveland Browns. As we all know, the Cleveland Browns got absolutely waxed by the New England Patriots this past Sunday. Not surprised by it really at all, because Bill Belichick makes a lot of young quarterbacks look look average to below average. It happens. It happens to everybody. It happened to Lamar Jackson. It happened to Justin Herbert. And... Bottom line is this with Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns right now, they're a borderline playoff team. They're not a Super Bowl contender, not even close. And they are just simply a team with a bunch of with a bunch of with a bunch of big names on it. Jadavion Clowney, Miles Garrett, Jarvis Landry. They are they are just a roster now with a bunch of good players on it. Bottom line is this. Baker Mayfield is a system quarterback. It's just that simple. He's a system quarterback. When Kevin Stefanski first took this job in Cleveland, I can almost guarantee you this is exactly what he did. He went back and he looked at all of the film that Baker Mayfield had at the University of Oklahoma, and he saw the weapons that he had at the University of Oklahoma with CeeDee Lamb, with Hollywood Brown, with Mark Andrews, and then in the backfield with Kennedy Brooks, Trey Sermon, and Rod- Trey Sermon and Rodney Anderson, he saw that and he realized, you know what? That that system looks almost exact that that system that Baker Mayfield is in looks almost exactly like the one or the uh, the system that I kind of ran a little bit in Minnesota. But we can, we, but we can implement that here in Cleveland. So Kevin Stefanski took what he did in Minnesota. I'm pretty sure he saw what Baker Mayfield did at the University of Oklahoma, which is why you see the resemblance in offensive weapons in Cleveland that you see or, or, or that you saw at the University of Oklahoma, because they're one and the same. It's the same system. It's just the same system with an NFL twist on it. It's just that simple. And so, like I said before, Baker Mayfield is a system quarterback. He's not the he's not he's not what I call a Superman cape guy. And what do I mean by Superman cape guy? Baker Mayfield is not the kind of guy to wear as though when the running game isn't going well, when the first 
15 scripted plays aren't going well or when just the offense in general isn't going well and you need the quarterback to put the team on his back and carry the offensive load until the offense in general gets his footing back together, Baker Mayfield's not that guy. Josh Allen's that guy. Lamar Jackson's that guy. Derek Carr's that guy. Kyler Murray's kind of starting to become that guy. Aaron Rodgers is that guy. Dak Prescott is that guy. Baker Mayfield is not that guy. He's a system quarterback. It's just that simple. I want to throw some numbers out there to you guys really, really quickly. Baker Mayfield against the New England Patriots this past Sunday went 11 for 21, 73 yards, one touchdown, one pick, sacked twice. Mac Jones went 19 for 23, 198 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, sacked twice. Mac Jones made a throw in this game. It was one of the most beautiful throws I probably I will probably see Mac Jones make all year long. There was a play where Kendrick Bourne was running down the seam of the defense of Cleveland. This was around the 25, 20-yard line, and Mac Jones threw it on a rope in double-team coverage. Kendrick Bourne went up and snatched it out of the air for a touchdown. The throw was it, the throw was absolutely beautiful. One of the best throws you'll probably see all year by by a veteran quarterback or a young by a veteran quarterback or a young quarterback in general. You know your game is so bad. You know you're getting blown out and beat down so badly when when the when the the network that's hosting your game and the league that you that you play in takes your game off of TV to go to coverage of another game. That's exactly what happened with Cleveland and New England when they took that game off of CBS and moved on and moved on to the New to the New Orleans Saints Tennessee Titans game. That that's how bad that ass whooping got for 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 Cleveland. So bottom line is this with the Cleveland Browns. Are the Browns going to make the playoffs? I think they will. I think they'll barely get in. Just that simple. Are they a Super Bowl contender? Hell no. They're not. And they're not going to be a Super Bowl contender until Baker Mayfield becomes a becomes that Superman cape guy to where he can put the team on his back. Like a like, like a Lamar, like a Derek Carr, like an Aaron Rodgers, like a Tom Brady, like a Dak Prescott, like a Joe Burrow. And not only that, they're not. They're, Cleveland's not going to be a Super Bowl contender until they get their damn defense straightened out. Outside of Miles Garrett and maybe Denzel Ward to a degree, not only that, Denzel Ward is kind of becoming injury prone. But outside of Miles Garrett, honestly, realistically, who else in that Browns defense can you really say you're afraid of? Just being real, I ain't bashing you, Cleveland. I'm not crapping on you. I'm not bashing you. It's just the truth. It's just that simple. Baker Mayfield is a system quarterback. That's what he. That's what. That's what he is, and that's what he will always be, and that's what he was going all the way back to Oklahoma. Yes, he won the Heisman Trophy, but he was a part of Lincoln Riley's system, just like Kyler Murray was a part of Lincoln. Uh, just like Kyler Murray was a part of Lincoln Riley's system. Baker Mayfield is a part of Kevin Stefanski's system. And until he breaks out of that mold of being a part of Kevin Stefanski's system and he eventually becomes that Superman cape guy, 
Cleveland ain't winning no championship. It's just that damn simple. And they're just going to be a roster full of good players who don't win a championship. Next up, ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk about the Los Angeles Rams real quick. The Los Angeles Rams just got just got pummeled into the ground on Monday Night Football. 31-7. The 49ers just rammed the ball down down the uh, the 49ers just rammed the ball, no pun intended, down the Rams' throat for over 100 yards rushing. And Kyle Shanahan just simply has Sean McVay's number. And here's honestly what I'm going to say about the Rams. I think the Rams will be fine. I didn't expect Odell Beckham Jr. and Vaughn Miller to come out and light the world on fire and for the Rams to come out and win their first game with those guys in the lineup. I didn't expect that. What? But what the Rams need to do, that defense, they need to get the hell off the damn field. You have too much talent on that defense. Vaughn Miller, Leonard Floyd, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Darius Williams. You got too much talent on that damn defense to not be able to get the hell off the field when you need to. And they got they got absolutely out physical in that game. But I say all of that to say it was one week. It was one week now. Does Kyle Shanahan have Sean McVay's number? Absolutely. It doesn't it doesn't matter it doesn't matter who Sean McVay and the Rams bring in that quarterback. The the bottom line, the 49ers have the Rams number. Until the Rams change things, the 49ers will have the Rams number and they will continue to out-physical them and just manhandle them. But I say all of that to say that OBJ, Vaughn Miller, they will find their footing. Once they find their footing... Once OBJ finds his footing on the offense with the Rams, once Vaughn Miller gets his gets gets his feet wet and gets acclimated with that Rams defense and gets acclimated with getting after the quarterback with Aaron Donald, the Rams will be fine. I'm not panicking for the Rams. Rams fans shouldn't be panicking. The Rams will be okay. It'll be all right. Coming up next, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you guys why the Steelers continue to prove to me that they're not a playoff team with their tie against the, against the, against the Detroit Lions this past Sunday. And also, I'm going to give you guys my top three most interesting games in week 11 of the NFL season. That's coming up. Stay tuned. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. I want to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers very quickly. Bottom line is this with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh is not a playoff team. They're not, okay? And it's for this simple fact. When you can barely run the football, when you have a quarterback who's close to the age of 40, who's been so beat up at this point in his career that he doesn't have he doesn't really have the arm strength to get the ball down the field anymore. And when you fail, I mean, and, I, and when I say fail, I mean fail miserably almost to the point of embarrassment to your fan base to beat an 0-8 Detroit Lions football team. Forget the fact that you didn't even beat them. Forget that. You tied with them. You didn't beat them. 
You didn't beat them by a field goal. You didn't beat them by a field goal. You didn't lose to them, which would have actually been worse. But you, you, you tied with them. Really? Really, Pittsburgh? Really? Now, I get it. You didn't have Ben Roethlisberger. I understand that. And I get it. But still, if you look at Pittsburgh's roster and you look at Detroit's roster, I know Detroit has professionals just like Pittsburgh does, but Detroit is 0-8 for a damn reason. And you tie with them? No, man. No. No. Pittsburgh, the fact that you even tied with them, Let's me know. And again, you did not have Ben Roethlisberger. Okay, I get it. But still, you should have, they should have, Pittsburgh should have at least beaten Detroit. They should have at least beaten Detroit by a touchdown. I would have been okay with Pittsburgh beating them by a field goal. Okay, you didn't have Big Ben. You barely beat Detroit by a field goal. I would have, I would have had absolutely no problem with that. No problem at all. But the fact that you could, it almost looked like it got to a point in that game, and I caught the latter part of it because 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 Fox took coverage away from one game and took it over to that game, so I was able to catch the overtime, the the fourth, the late fourth quarter, and overtime portion of the of that Lions Steelers game. So it got to a point in that in that game, fourth quarter and overtime where. Both teams, it was like both teams were playing hot potato, and neither team really wanted to win this game. It was like, no, here, you take it. No, here, you take it. Nah, 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 Detroit, nah, we don't want it. Detroit had numerous opportunities to steal that game from Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh, I mean, and and, and Detroit just simply would not take it. Pittsburgh had multiple opportunities to win that game, and they just simply could not take advantage of it. That when you when you tie, when you don't even beat an 0-8 football team, when you can't even beat an 0-8 football team, that says to me that you are just not that good of a team in general. Pittsburgh, and I'm going to say it again, they can't run the football. They rely on their defense, and their quarterback is holding them back. Pittsburgh ain't making the playoffs this year. And if they get if they do get in, which I highly doubt, they're gonna be one and done anyway. The fact that you could not beat an 0-8 Lions team and you tied with them. Yeah. That shows to me that you really ain't that good. That shows to me that you really ain't that good of a football team. That's not me ragging on you, Pittsburgh. That's me telling you the truth. Just that simple. But next up, ladies and gentlemen. I want to talk about the NFL playoff picture very, very quickly. As we all know, the NFL playoff picture is clearing up, and it is clearing up quite, quite well. As we all know, in the AFC, the Tennessee Titans are the number one seed. The Bills are the two seed. The Ravens are the three seed. Chiefs are the four seed. Steelers are the five seed. Patriots are the six seed. And the Bengals are the seven seed. In my opinion, I don't think it's going to stay that way. Number one, Pittsburgh's not making the playoffs. Number two, I don't, I don't even think the Chiefs are going to get into the playoffs. That's just me. Um, 
I think the Browns will get in. I think the Chargers will get in. That's what I think. But and then and then when you look over in the NFC, the Packers are the one seed. The Cardinals are the two seed. The Cowboys are the three seed. Bucks are the four seed. Rams are the five seed. Saints are the six seed, and the Panthers are the, Panthers are the seven seed. As you can kind of see, and I said this before on my show, I said this before. When you look at the playoff picture, it's like seeing around the corner a little bit. When you get to week eight, week nine of the NFL season, you can kind of see around the corner. I used the analogy a few shows ago of seeing around the corner for an NFL playoff picture. It's like seeing around, it's like seeing around the corner in a relationship. Okay. If you've been with somebody for two or three years, you can kind of see down the road. You know what? I'm going to marry this woman. Or you know what? I'm going to marry this guy. I like this person. I like this person. You can kind of see around the corner who could possibly be the number one or number two seeds. In the AFC, it's clear as day more than likely likely the the, the number one seed is going to be the Tennessee Titans. In the NFC... We still don't know. It could be the Packers. It could be the Cardinals. It could be the Rams. The Bucks still have a chance. So at the end of the day, the playoff picture is clearing up, and it's clearing up more and more and more. The AFC is probably a little bit more jumbled, more so at the bottom. The NFC is more jumb- is jumbled more so at the top than the bottom. But all in all, you can still see that you can start to separate the good teams and the elite teams from the average to bad teams next. But next up, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to give you guys my top three most interesting games of week 11 in the NFL. My number three, most interesting game in week 11 of the NFL, the Washington football team at the Carolina Panthers. I believe this game is going to simply come down to, obviously, as we all know, this, this game is going to be centered around, Ron Rivera and Cam Newton going up against each other when in reality it's it's that it's the Washington football team against the Carolina Panthers. This game is going to simply come down to can the Washington football team contain Christian McCaffrey? If the Washington football team cannot contain Christian McCaffrey, they're going to get so occupied with trying to slow him down at some point in the game because he's going to wreck their defense. They're going, that Washington football team is going to be so caught up and so occupied in trying to slow down Christian McCaffrey that they're going to leave DJ Moore one-on-one. They're going to leave Tommy Tremble one-on-one. They're going to leave Terrace Marshall one-on-one. And that is not a good thing. Also, this game is going to come down to can Taylor Heineke avoid making mistakes against this Panther defense. Shaq Thompson, Hassan Reddick, Brian Burns, Dante Jackson, C.J. Henderson, A.J. Boyer. Can Taylor Heineke do what he did against Tampa, against Carolina? Here's the difference between Tampa and Carolina. Carolina has a damn good secondary. Tampa Bay secondary is average. Okay. Bottom line is this. Can Taylor Heineke avoid making mistakes against that Panther defense? I honestly don't think he will. I think Dante Jackson probably gets a pick. I think A.J. Boye probably gets a pick. I think this Carolina defense will be a little bit too much for Taylor Heineke, and I believe that the Carolina offense will eventually take over and rule this game. Carolina wins this game over the Washington football team, 33-17. Next up, my number two most interesting game 
for week 11 in the NFL. The Green Bay Packers will take on the Minnesota Vikings. We all know the the Green Bay Packers will win the NFC North. That's a given. That's a dead giveaway. But I put this game at number two because Minnesota needs to win this game to keep Carolina off their behind. Because Minnesota and Carolina are both going to be fighting for that for that for that seventh spot in the NFC playoff picture. So if Carolina beats Washington, then that means Minnesota has to beat Green Bay. I believe this game will come down to the simple fact of can Kirk Cousins show up against Green Bay's defense? Can Minnesota's defense slow down Devontae Adams? With Aaron Jones being out, can A.J. Dillon carry the load? I believe with this game being in Minnesota, like I said before, honestly, like I said before, Minnesota needs to win this game. I believe Minnesota and Green Bay will split. I believe Minnesota wins this game in Minnesota, but then Green Bay beats Minnesota in Green Bay. Minnesota needs to win this game to stay in the playoff hunt, and I believe they will win this game. Minnesota will beat the Green Bay Packers Packers 28-24. to And my number one most interesting game for week 11 in the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. I believe this game with Dallas and Kansas City will simply come down to can can the Dallas Cowboys defense make Kansas City be patient? Can Kansas City, can Patrick Mahomes avoid making that mistake and throwing at Trayvon Diggs? Can Micah Parsons, here's what I honestly think is going to happen in this game. I could be wrong, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. I think it's going to get to a point in this game where Micah Parsons, where Dan Quinn is going to end up having Micah Parsons spy Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying that it's going to happen, but it would not surprise me if it does. Okay, this this game is going to come down to can Patrick Mahomes avoid Trayvon Diggs? And not only that, this all um, uh, not only that, excuse me, um, this game is going to come down to can Dak Prescott. Can Dak Prescott get his perimeter weapons going early on in the game and gain a rhythm against that Chiefs secondary, which outside of Tyran Matthew is not very good? C.D. Lamb, Cedric Wilson, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, I believe that they're going to get theirs. I, but the question is this, can that, Dallas, can that Dallas offensive line keep Chris Jones and keep Frank Clark from wrecking this game? Can they do that? Frank Clark hadn't really showed up this season. Chris Jones hadn't really showed up this year. But can Dallas's offensive line keep Chris Jones, Derek Nottie, Jaron Reed, and Frank Clark from wrecking this game? If they don't, it's going to be a long-ass day for the Dallas Cowboys. But with all of that being said, I, and me personally, at some point, I expect Dallas to get a rhythm going offensively. I expect Dallas's defense to make Kansas City be patient, and I believe Patrick Mahomes will make a mistake in this game. He's going to try to avoid Trayvon Diggs, but I think Trayvon Diggs may eventually make him pay for it. With all that being said, I think the Dallas Cowboys win this game in Kansas City, and I believe Kansas City makes it closer than people think. Dallas wins 31-24. Coming up next, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. It's going to be time for me to leave you with something to think about. Stay tuned. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You know what time it is. It's time for me to leave you with something to think about. The year 2018. Why do I bring up the year 2018? I bring up the year 2018 because that is the year that the, that the NFL draft took place, and that is the year that Baker Mayfield went number one overall with the Cleveland Browns. Josh Allen went to the Buffalo Bills. Josh Rosen went to the Arizona Cardinals. And Sam Darnold was drafted by the New York Jets. But what if, what if the Cleveland Browns had selected Josh Allen with the number one overall pick and not Baker Mayfield? Think about that for a second. If Cleveland takes Josh Allen and not Baker Mayfield, more than likely, Baker Mayfield ends up with the Jets. And if Baker Mayfield ends up with the Jets, then that means that Sam Darnold probably more than likely ends up with the Buffalo Bills. So let's say that happens. Let's say Josh Allen ends up Josh Allen ends up with Cleveland. Baker Mayfield ends up with the Jets. Sam Darnold ends up with the Bills. And Josh Rosen stays with the Arizona Cardinals. And obviously Lamar was drafted by by, by us here in Baltimore. But let's say that let's say that happens instead of what actually originally happened. I think Cleveland with Josh Allen would be in a much better situation than what they are now with Baker Mayfield franchise wise. I re- with that with that talent that they have in Cleveland, you cannot tell me that Cleveland wouldn't win the division or that de- or that de- or be a, or damn near be a Super Bowl contender with Josh Allen. You can't tell me that Cleveland wouldn't with Josh Allen. With Baker Mayfield, I think Baker would struggle and I think Baker would struggle with the Jets. Sam Darnold I think the Bills, I, I, I think Buffalo's organization is solid and stable enough and has a winning culture enough to the point where I think Buffalo would be able to figure it out with Sam Darnold like they figured it, like they eventually figured it out with Josh Allen. And obviously what happened with Arizona happened with Arizona and what's going on with Lamar here in Baltimore has taken place. But again, I'm just throwing that scenario out there to you. What? If the Cleveland Browns had actually chosen Josh Allen over Baker Mayfield. Again, just throwing that scenario out there. That's that's why this is called something to think about. That's why this is what if. Thank you for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the I'm Just Saying podcast. I'm your host, Jared Dawkins. I hope all of you out there continue to stay safe. I hope all of you out there continue to socially distance yourselves. I hope all of you out there just be smart don't be stupid just be safe out there people just please be safe out there tonight is the patriots and the falcons Uh, i'm gonna go with the patriots to win this game tonight i think mac jones is gonna play very very well Uh, i'm not gonna give a score i'm not really good with giving scores even though i gave them earlier on in the show but still you guys get my point um i think the patriots win tonight and i hope all of you out there Enjoy week 11 of NFL action, as I'm sure I will. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. If you guys want to follow me on social media, again, I'm not big on social media. Never really have been. But if you guys want to follow me anyway, you can follow me on Facebook at Jared Dawkins, J-A-R-E-D Dawkins, D-A-W-K-I-N-S. And you can follow me on Instagram at QuietSoul24, lowercase q-u-i-e-t, lowercase s-o-u-l, 
uh, 24, Quiet Soul 24. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening. I'm out. Peace.